0: Standard of Paranormal Radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg.
1: Our old friend Don Eckers back on the PowerCast. Now, for a time, his Dark Matters radio show he was looking for a home and he found it. And we'll talk about that a little bit later. We have Randall, J. Randall Murphy, joining us. And later, we may even hear from Chris O'Brien. Done. we're glad you're back in the game here, and we're going to raise a ruckus today. How's that?
2: Oh, that sounds great, because by God, I'm ready to raise one. You it sounded like that, just a
1: brief pre-show conversation. He is already ready to do things that you don't want to hear about. Now, he did write something in our forums at forum.thepowercast.com. About the fate of a certain individual that we all know about who's pulled some pretty unfortunate stunts, and we'll go back here.
2: I back, think the right the right
1: term is criminal that's to that too, okay. So we go back to the may twenty third two thousand and six episode of the Powercast. We're kind of getting our legs on the show, trying out different guests, and some you know, are pretty credible. Some are wacky. And one of the wackiest people we had on the show was a guy named Sean David Morton. And he made all sorts of claims of knowing people. Forget about the other stuff he was doing, which we'll get into in a moment. But in the early days, we asked him a bunch of questions, and he answered those questions. Unfortunately, the big problem there is that his answers tended to be lies. And... I mean, we'd think that somebody who was supposedly an intelligent guy would realize we'd check him. We'd check up on what he said, not just put him on the air, have him say any wacky thing he wanted to say, and accept it. How did you encounter first, Sean David Morton, Don?
2: Many, many years ago, through the auspices of UFO magazine, he was then really pushing himself onto the UFO stage. And I'm talking about the very late 1980s, the very early 1990s. His first claim to fame, as far as I was concerned, involved the Bob Lazar story and Area 51 and our buddy Jordan Knapp, had broken those stories on television. And before you knew it, they literally were spanning the globe. A lot of people were trying to grab a piece of that story. And Sean David Morton was one of them. And he ended up taking people out to the desert near where the base is, the area 51 base. And He wanted to show them UFOs, and unfortunately, practically all the UFOs that he ended up showing them were, in fact, aircraft flying into the base. The guy was was then coming out with some amazing stories as a little bit of time went by, how his father had introduced him to the astronaut corps how he found out through covert means that the United States of America had a secret, secret space program. We had covert, secret bases on the moon, on Mars. And I mean, Gene, he really took this for all it was worth. And then, lest I forget, somewhere along the line he became one of America's, the United States of America's premier psychics. And people like Art Bell would bring this fraud on the air and just let him spew nonsense practically nonstop. America's foremost ufologist. That's how (laughs) I used to... uh... Hey, Chris, how's it going, buddy? Hey,
3: Don. That's how he used to uh, tout himself. I remember... God, I think I, I don't think it was UFO magazine. It was probably one of Beckley's rags. There was an ad for tours to go out to Area 51, and your guide is the world's foremost ufologist.
2: Well, yeah, back in those days, Chris, I <laughs> I got to admit that our old buddy Tim Beckley would sure bring on some. Uh, how can I be really genteel and polite? Questionable figures. <laughs> and Sean David Morton was definitely one of those questionable figures. Other questionable figures he would bring on were people like Milton, William, Bill Cooper. But, uh, hey, Tim was doing his thing and, <laughs> and there it was.
1: Well, you see, the thing is here, Tim looked at publishing as a way to make money and if An author seemed to have the potential of selling books. He'd forget whether he accepted the person's theories. He'd look at the sales potential, which, you know, nothing wrong with making a buck, but you have to question that.
2: Oh, exactly. If you have no standards, if you have no ethics, I'm sure he looked at it and he said, why not? Well, and this is the thing,
1: too. I would have liked to have you and Tim together on the show we had tim on a couple of weeks ago and last week on after the powercast but let's leave that aside and let's cut to the chase for sean david morton now he got himself in legal trouble not because he leads people on trips somewhere or makes wacky claims or claims to know people he does not know he did something that got him the attention of the law enforcement authorities and they went after him
3: yeah like taking $6 million from people who believed he was a, a psychic stock prognosticator. That
2: was one of those and, things. And then, then he turned around, and initially he got away. Him and his wife, Melissa, got away with it. And, and I mean, right here, what I'm about to say proves to me, my standards, that the man is insane. He took the Internal Revenue Service, the IRS, for a half a million dollars. Now, (laughs) if you're going to steal a half a million dollars, ladies and gentlemen, as a former police officer and detective, let me tell you, you don't want to scam the IRS because they have a long reach. They have people everywhere. And you're just simply putting a great big red target on your back. And uh, the IRS went looking for Sean.
1: I think if he's going to steal half a million dollars from somebody, there are so many other places where he could get it and maybe not get caught. Although I don't know how those things work. Maybe not get caught. But you go after the place where you're bound to
2: trip up and get found out. Well, you know, I I have, when when I was a cop, I have looked for people that skipped out, okay, had gone to court, been found guilty, released on their own recognizance while they are setting up the date for the uh, uh, sentencing, whatever that might be. And uh, some people said, uh, ah, screw this, man. I'm not sticking around to see how bad they're going to nail me. And take off. Well, unfortunately for Morton, he was arrested. He was taken to court under federal statute. He was found guilty. Okay. And they were going to sentence him. And the day that he was to go back to court to be sentenced, it was roughly a couple of months ago, two months ago, he split. Now. Okay. That much I can understand. I can understand why he would not want to face the consequences of his, uh, his illegal activities. Let's proceed on next segment. We'll find out more of the story of the downfall
1: of Sean David Morton and more. We're kind of catching up here with Don Ecker. Jay Randall Murphy, Gene and Chris, you're in The Paracast. We also have swag. You know, we have all these exclusive Paracast things that you can buy. We've got like, I guess, 60 or so different items. And entails T-shirts, sleeves for notebook computers, iPad cases, mouse pads, the Paracast jumbo tote bag stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the PowerCast. If you go to store.thepowercast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour.
4: you may be at the top of their hit list. So don't take your tax debt lightly because it will not go away on its own. The IRS can seize your bank accounts, your home, and even shut down your business. Call our tax experts today at 1-800-774-3149 and let us deal with the IRS while you focus on your business. That's 1-800-774-3149. Again, that's eight hundred seven seven four three one four nine. 800 774 3149
6: If food became scarce, would you be able to feed yourself and your family? Have you found some emergency food supplies can cost upwards of $300 for a month's supply? And worst of all, they're packed with chemicals and other unpronounceable ingredients. At 30dayfood.com, our mission is to provide you with food that's not only healthy and natural, but also affordable. At 30dayfood.com, for only $127, you can order meals that are naturally high in fiber, carbs, and protein, packaged in mylar bags with oxygen absorbers for a superior shelf life. For a limited time only, your order ships free. But that's not all. Enter promo code PREP10 to receive 10% off your entire order. Call 800-700-2184 today. 30dayfood.com keeps prices low by buying directly from suppliers in the Pacific Northwest, then passing the savings along to you. Go to 30dayfood.com or call 800-700-2184 for the most cost-effective and healthy food storage solution. That's 30dayfood.com at 800-700-2184.
7: Welcome aboard. Your new science fiction adventure is ready to launch. Discover an amazing journey at GalaxyQuestBooks.com. Start a new sci-fi adventure with the Guardian series, a classic sci-fi mystery that starts 500 years in the future, from author D. Arthur Gusner. Series available from Barnes and Noble or Amazon as paperback or eBooks. GalaxyQuestBooks.com, where the adventure begins
0: we'd like to hear from you if you have a comment or question about the paracast send it to news at theparacast.com that's news at theparacast.com and don't forget to visit our famous paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com
1: so we're hearing about the downfall of sean david morton don ecker please proceed
2: Well, the day of his sentencing, he was supposed to show up in court. And unfortunately for the court, not necessarily for Sean, he decided to skip. Well, if you're going to skip out and you're going to have federal marshals, the FBI, every law enforcement agency potentially in the United States on the lookout for you, everybody except Well, maybe not the Girl Scouts of America, but everybody else. Yeah, make yourself scarce. But not our boy Sean. Oh, no. A couple of weeks back, or a week or so, I forget exactly what the date was. Somebody in the paranormal talk radio field ended up doing an interview with Sean while he was on the lamb. As soon as I heard that, I started laughing my tail end off. I thought this moron, he is a moron, but I thought he was smarter than that. And basically he was thumbing his nose at every federal cop in the United States. And sure, as God made little green apples, they nailed him and his wife, This past Monday. Now, his wife was not in custody at the time. She was out on her own recognizance until her sentencing was to take place. But part of her parole, if you will, was that she was to have absolutely no contact through computers, cell phones, or any other way with Sean David. I mean, he's on the lam. Well, apparently she did. So the day that they nabbed Sean, they also scooped her up. And I got a feeling that Sean had 85 months that he was potentially looking at before he went on the lam. They're going to tack a few more years on him just because of this stupid stunt he just pulled. What is he, a guy in his 50s or something? I'm thinking
1: of yeah, how many years, if be, he has to spend, you know, 15, 20 years in a slammer.
2: You know, that's it for him. He's going to be looking at false teeth, no hair. Uh, his life is is not really going to be that great once he uh, gets out, providing, of course, he gets out. There's no telling. The guy The guy is a, uh, a con man. So, you know, just because I have some small... Experience with some of these people in jail, he uh, could get in there and start pulling a con on some of the wrong people inside, and uh, he could end up in a in a real sticky wicket if you know what I mean. Uh,
3: yeah, I bet you the uh, inmates are going to be lining up for the latest jail bait coming in.
2: Come on, Sean, let's go to the showers. I've got the soap. Oh my god. <laughs>
3: They may put him in a maximum security uh, in, in with some pretty bad people because of the stunt that he pulled. Usually, it's uh, crimes like that. They go minimum security or, or medium security. But it's a combination of that. Plus, during the trial, he, he evidently exercised his right to represent himself. <laughs> <Yeah.
8: laughs>
3: what well, they say, only a, a fool would uh, have himself as a client. Evidently, he was one of the things that really upset the uh, the judge in the case. Was he was filing all these frivolous motions? He's done everything that that you can possibly do to really get the book thrown at you because of the way you're handling yourself after being arrested and arraigned. To me, it just smacks of someone that lives in in some weird delusional reality. Because a normal, sane person would be doing the exact opposite. They'd be trying to be as cooperative and and as uh, non abrasive as possible
2: in in this kind of a situation. I, at least I would think. So, I would be groveling before the IRS if I were him. I'd say, "Oh my heavens, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't realize what I was doing. You know, I'm I'm just crazy, crazy, yeah, crazy about all that money." So. <laughs>
1: You know, it was very funny here about, or unfortunate about, Morton. I was talking at one time with a fellow talk show host over at GCN. And we talked about maybe exchanging guest host spots. And I learned that this particular person, I won't mention their name, believed Morton was telling the truth. This is not that many years ago. And I had to acquaint that person with the UFOwatchdog.com blog and site, and all this background information. So as much as we had all been railing against people like him, the word doesn't always get out to the right people. You know, it's like you expose a UFO hoax and guess what? It's not
2: exposed. No, that's been true throughout the entire history of, of UFO uh, so-called research. Gene, you know that for God's sake. Right. So-called research. That's our
9: problem. Just recently, I think the Bob White artifact has surfaced again, and they're still claiming that that's some kind of legitimate artifact when it's been pretty thoroughly debunked already.
3: Well, and in, in some of these personalities, too. Uh, I happened to check out the uh, UFO Congress lineup to see, see what speakers they had lined up, and they already have Don Schmidt up there, you know, like nothing happened with the Roswell mummy. And it's just these people, look like, using Don's analogy, they're like... Dracula, but it doesn't matter how many times you stick a s- steak in them, they, they keep coming back.
2: You want to hear a funny one? And this, you, you guys will appreciate this. I mean, <laughs> God knows I appreciate it. I can barely believe it, but I appreciate it. You all will remember a few years ago when Cal K. Korf was imploding and exploding all over the internet. Back in in 2007, 2008, 2009, when he was running around claiming he was a colonel in the Israeli-founded special secret services, he had a spot on Rob McConnell's X-Zone every week. When he was in Prague, Czechoslovakia, he would have a a time where he, he didn't have a phone. So he would go to a phone booth. That had been pre-selected. Rob McConnell would call him up in the phone booth, and Cal Corf would have a spot on McConnell's show where he would talk about all kinds of crazy nonsense. All right, not the least of which, when he was out hunting for a bombs in the Iraqi desert, and you know his special secret services were going to you know get all these. UFO frauds like Ray Santilli and Cal was going to go put the handcuffs on them himself. I mean, this stuff was actually going out over the air with McConnell and he was getting away with it until he referred to Kevin Randall. Okay. And we all know Kevin been a long, long time researcher, very well known and, and pretty highly regarded in the field of research claimed that he wanted to have a debate with randall we got more to come don ecker randall murphy gene and chris you're
1: in the barricast
10: thank you for listening to gcn visit GCNLive.com today
11: Time to go for our family walk.
12: Just let me nap a little longer. You promised we'd get more active. I know, I know. How come you're so ready to go?
11: Superberries Aronia Berries. Aronia what? Aronia Berries from Superberries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness. Where'd you get them? I ordered them from Superberries.com slash radio, and right now we can get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus, we can save $4 at checkout.
7: I can't wait to try them. I'll get the dog.
13: I'll get the
11: kids. Choose
7: health. (laughs) Eat purple. Superberries.com. If you had purchased $100 of Bitcoin in 2010, today you'd have $2,600,000. While that sinks in, you now have a huge cryptocurrency opportunity at below market price at a guaranteed $0.10 per coin. ProCoin, a coin publicly traded on the open market, easily converted to cash, available in 60 countries. And ProCoin is the only cryptocurrency offering coin back rewards for consumers and merchants. Take action by August 31st at ProCoinCurrency.net. That's ProCoinCurrency.net. Deadline
12: for 10-cent guarantee is August 31st kiyosaki rogers and schiff all concur there's an economic calamity that will be facing this country my question to you is do you know when and are you prepared most people don't but my friends over at republic monetary exchange have been leading experts in precious metals to help you offset the coming economic collapse right now for a limited time they have a free book called the 10 reasons you should own gold you simply need to give them a call at 888-772-2929 to get that in your hands do not allow the insiders to do what they did to you in 2008 putting your iras 401ks and savings in jeopardy you need this book and you need it now the 10 reasons you should own gold call 888-772-2929 that's 888-772-2929 there's a reason that the largest investment banking company in the world jp morgan just purchased another 50 million ounces of silver this free book will explain it 888-772-2929.
14: Will the government protect your family from Iran and North Korea's newest weapon, EMP? We buy guns to protect ourselves, home, health, and car insurance for accidents. Maybe you also have food storage. But how would you keep your refrigerator running in a long-term EMP blackout? Using tested military designs, the Solark EMP-hardened solar generator protects and powers your critical appliances for years without burying items underground or wrapping them in aluminum foil. Unlike other preps, Solark is used every day to help offset your electric bill automatically. Visit PortableSolarLLC.com to learn how easily expandable the system is. Solark is the most affordable and powerful solution on the market. The whole system even fits in the back of a pickup or SUV and can install in. Less than an hour. See for yourself why Solark beats other off grid systems at PortablesolarLLC.com. Don't wait for the government. Go to PortablesolarLLC.com to learn why Solark is energy insurance for your family.
16: This is Jacques Vallée. You're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio.
1: Okay, so we have Kalkorf, and uh, this is where... Somehow, Kevin Randall gets pushed into this.
2: Oh, yeah. well, you see, Randall at the time, had been a captain, a military rank captain. He was promoted to major, and uh, back in the day, his his research partner, Donald Schmidt, were considered some of the premier researchers on the Roswell incident. Of course, we we can't forget Stanton Friedman, but, you know, Randall and and Schmidt were were right there at the very top of the heap. So, Korf claimed he wanted to debate Randall. This all was being announced by Rob McConnell, and unfortunately, for whatever reason, nobody bothered to tell Randall about it. So, obviously, Randall never showed up. Well, then Korf began running around calling Randall a coward. He was too cowardly to debate cow. Now, of course this was nonsense, but with that being said, when Randall found out about it, he was rightly outraged. And he said, well, I'm sure I'll debate him any day of the week. Well, McConnell set up another debate at the literally the last moment Corf didn't show up. He later told McConnell the reason he didn't show up is that an emergency came up and his Israeli-founded special secret services were on an, a mission. And he had to go on the mission. I mean, this you can't make this stuff up. So McConnell finally, and he was feeling a lot of heat from a lot of people on the web. I mean, this guy Korf had done some very, very despicable things. Gene, your former co-host, David Biedney was one of the people that was targeted by Korf. The problem with David is he got so
1: hot under the collar. I think he almost threatened Korf at one time.
2: I can't blame. I can't blame Biedney for that.
1: Right. Yeah, but you don't do that. You don't do that just because somebody is a jerk or stupid.
2: Sure, sure. I mean, in a perfect world, you don't. OK, but there are those times when when things become very heated, either through your own fault or through somebody else's fault. Korf tried to hit Biedney in the wallet. All right. He tried to have him expelled from an Apple forum up in San Francisco where Biedney was going to speak. Now, Royce Myers, the third, the guy that has the UFO watchdog, Korf was really getting angry at the heat that Myers was shining on Korf for some of his outrageous conduct, not to mention the lies that Korf was running around spewing. Korf called his job. Now, here's a man that's married. He's got a family, kids. Korf tried to get him fired. He did all this from Prague. And, of course, he, he basically was untouchable. Now, on Dark Matters Radio, when I was doing it on CyberStation USA, I finally had my fill of it because he had also gone after me. Now, okay, I'm a big boy, and if you're in this field, you better develop a thick skin. And he started pulling some of this malarkey on me, so I said, fine. Okay, you wanna you wanna have a little debate? So I went after him to get him. Now he at the time was was billing himself as a skeptic, well, basically a debunker. I tried to get him to come on my show, and he refused to even acknowledge the invitations. But then when it got hot and I ended up doing a show where I just drug him through the swamp, okay? I had a number of people on that he had pulled this malarkey with, including Biedney, Randall, uh, a woman who Corf had threatened and then threatened her 16-year-old daughter. And I just brought it out for the whole world to see. Okay, so what does he do? He goes and he stole the identity of an actual lawyer here in the state of california he sent me this phony letter i still have it and he sent one to my network in the guise of this lawyer threatening to sue if they didn't fire me
1: now we have to so, be careful on the other hand as possible that corp will go after my network next but then scum, i could just call man. up alex jones and if you think <laughs> we can be pretty tough on people. Alex Jones is in his own way pretty far out there.
2: So let me get to the good part of this story. <laughs> yeah. This is the good part of the story. So Rob McConnell, at some point during all this process, finally had his fill of Korf, and he got rid of him. He dropped his Cal Corf spot on his weekly show. And, of course, Cal being Cal went off his rocker. (laughs) In the meantime, McConnell got in some, and this is airing a little dirty laundry, but, hey, it was public, got into some kind of physical confrontation with his wife, and she thumped him good, left black eyes and everything else there were some pictures in the local news media taken of McConnell's face. Okay. Corf got his hands on these photographs and he was so enraged at McConnell getting rid of him that he, he went on a rampage doing everything he could do to embarrass and humiliate Rob McConnell. Now that was several years ago. In the meantime, Kevin Randall, once again, back into the forefront, gets a show, a weekly program on Rob McConnell's X-Zone. And in the last two weeks, out of the blue, Rob McConnell and Cal Korf kiss, huggy, huggy, kissy, kissy, make up. And Cal Korf, once again, has a spot on Rob McConnell's X-Zone. So I called Randall up. And I said, hey, pal, I said, I got a question for you. Did you know that McConnell's bringing back Cal Corf? Uh, Yeah. And I waited. And I waited. And I finally, I said, well, uh, what are you going to do about it? Well, at this point, nothing. <laughs> and I'm thinking, Kevin, my God, did you forget? So, you know, this is why Gene, Chris, and everybody, That this field is as screwed up as it is because no one or very few, I should say, are willing to take a stand, draw a line and say this far and absolutely no further. Now, you know, it may well be, Don, that
1: McConnell felt that maybe Cal Corp is good for ratings and there's a commercial connection there because I don't know, what does this guy even have to say anymore? He did write one real
2: book as I recall. And most of it, I might add, was plagiarized. Oh, was it? Tell me more. Oh, my God. The Billy Meyer thing? Now, yeah. Okay. He did supposedly go undercover at Meyer's compound, you know, with real long hair, a beard, blah, blah, blah. He was Steve, okay, from, uh, I don't know, somewhere out west. He wanted to check out the Billy Meyer thing. By that time, a lot of people had written a lot of exposes, and like just about everything Corf ever wrote, he cut copied and pasted the majority of it. I didn't mention the other crazy thing about our boy Calvin.: Before we do that, we're going to have to do our break here, and another let's just one. prepare our oh
1: another you know, break. This, this is commercial radio, my friend, and commercial radio means commercials. And so we have to do breaks. We have Don Ecker, whose Dark Matters radio show is back on the air. We have our special guest co-host, Jay Randall Murphy. Gene and Chris, you're in. The Paracast.
10: You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
1: Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on this special deal at Namecheap.com. namecheap.com.
9: If there's a toxic chemical biological gas smoke emergency while traveling at home or on your job, are you protected? Are you prepared? There are over 400,000 fires in the USA every year. Up to 85% of all deaths in a fire are due to smoke inhalation. Three minutes without air and we as humans will die. Be prepared and escape safely with our Safe Escape smoke hoods, giving you up to 60 minutes of breathable air protection. Order yours online
12: at ase-safety.com. That's ase-safety.com. And get up to 40% off plus free shipping.
18: That's why you need your own plan for self-reliance. That's where My Patriot Supply comes in.
14: North Korea openly threatens the U.S. and launches a new missile every other week. Their warhead of choice? Electromagnetic pulse. Such an event would cripple the U.S. power grid for years and leave millions in the dark. Are you ready? You can be with a Solark EMP-hardened solar generator. Solark works day in and day out to keep all of your essentials protected. That means you can have peace of mind knowing your power will be there when you most need it. Visit Solark.us to see EMP testing. That's Solark.us. Energy insurance for your family.
11: This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast.
1: Okay, Don Ecker, we're talking about the, I was going to say something about CalCORF, but of course, this is commercial radio. So I am, (laughs) I am prevented from doing it. But before we talk about anything else, I got to talk to you about after the Paracast. Now, last week, speaking of Tim Beckley, Tim Beckley. Joined us last week on After the Paracast, and Randall was with us, and we had fun with Beckley because he's a wacky guy. And it's one of those exclusive things we offer on After the Paracast, which is only available if you subscribe to The Paracast Plus. Go to com for more info. Special, special premiums, gifts for long-term subscriptions, but you can start at just forty nine a week. You also get... Speaking of commercials, the commercial-free version of this show. All the network commercials are gone history. Plus.ThePowerCast.com. Don Ecker, let us continue.
2: Yeah, I, I, I wanted to mention something that I I almost let pass in passing about our boy Cal Korf. Back in his heyday, which was roughly 10 years ago, 8, 10 years ago, some of the crazy tales he was coming out with worldwide, I might add, worldwide to the tune of even the James Randi Foundation was taking a very critical look at him because he had been in their camp, they thought, as a, as a debunker and a skeptic. And even the massive website Above Top secret took a very very critical eye at Korf at but he was coming out with stories like being a first a captain that was promoted to colonel in the special secret services. Israeli founded. Now he was claiming at that time that a Saudi Arabian sheik had given him twenty five million dollars to finance this and book publishers like prometheus had given him a contract for a series of are you ready for this number this this is oh, sweet
1: we of course talk about prolific authors like the late isaac asimov or or someone like brad steiger who's on 160 or 170 books And that's over lifetimes. But what kind of deal did Prometheus allegedly give to Cal Somebody with no record of being a major, major seller of books.
2: Korf was claiming a contract where he was going to write and have published 500 books. That's only in the first weekend. Yeah, well, here's the funny part. He was claiming for years now that, you know, he had a series of books that was just on the cusp, and this is for years he's been claiming this, just on the cusp of being published a whole series dealing with international terrorism and UFO frauds. Okay, now... (laughs) The book about UFO frauds, would that include one gigantic mirror? I i can't say. I don't know. But, you know, the man is obviously, you know, and has been a resident of Looney Toonville for a, a very, very long time. So let's finish up on this guy, because I got to tell you, I feel already I have to go in and take a shower now. But. You know, he was living in Czechoslovakia, in Prague, until he ripped off a Czech humanitarian, a guy that had endured the communist regimes there, and after the communist collapsed, okay, this guy went out and he, he, from all accounts, and I talked to a number of people over there when I was doing my expose on Corf. I talked to a number of people that told me that uh, this gentleman, his name is Sedglak. This gentleman was is universally loved and respected over there. Corf somehow weaseled his way into this man's organization. As I found out, originally, he was hired to teach these employees of Mr. Sedgelak English. But Korf back in the day, was spouting all over the Internet, and I'm talking about worldwide, he was hired as a CEO. And he even managed to get a photograph of him signing documents, which in actuality were, were to teach these employees English, as proof that he was now the CEO of this guy's uh, business empire. Well, so Corf is an Apple Macintosh fanatic, always has been. And he had a scam going where he was going to provide free iPads to various people around the, uh, around the globe. Now, he even on Rob McConnells show told McConnell that he was going to send him one of these iPads and he ultimately ended up he did send one to McConnell now here was the problem he went down to a major electronics store in Prague I know which which one it was I don't think I have to even mention it here doesn't matter but he scammed them out of about well, somewhere between three and five thousand dollars worth of electronic equipment and he ended up billing it. Okay, this was stuff for his benefit. He billed it to this humanitarian's company. Now when the bill came due and the people at the electronic store did not get paid, okay, they contacted this firm up and they told him, well, we don't have a clue what, what you're talking about. We didn't order or buy any electronic equipment from you all. And the Czech police got involved and Korf, being the kind of weasel that he is ended up going to his mom back in the States. Okay. end up paying for these things. Now, when McConnell got his iPad, and I'm not an Apple user, so I don't know how it works, but it's my understanding in order to get these things running, you've got to call up Apple or somehow you have
1: to... uh, No, it's uh, it's not that way. What you normally do is you activate it, but you can activate it online. You can activate it
2: on a Mac or a PC. It's not a like a major process when mcconnell tried to activate his they got back to him and told him it was stolen exactly because
1: what happens is apple records the serial numbers they're not stealing your data but obviously if they know the the serial number of something that's been stolen is
2: yeah that's that's another reason i can't understand why mcconnell would bring this maniac back on his network but hey By their fruits, ye shall know them.
1: All right, but I'm just worried here about Kevin Randall. He's a pretty straight-arrow kind of guy.
2: So is he just caught in the middle of this or what? You'd have to ask him. I don't know. I'm not going to speak for him. I have no idea what—you know, like I said, I I called him up when I discovered this, and he was pretty noncommittal about all of it, and I have seen or heard nothing from him since. So— the, you know, the ball is in his court. He's going to have to make a decision.
9: <sighs> why not try to get uh, McConnell on? I mean, we've had uh, other show hosts on, like uh, yourself, Don, and Erica Lukes. And uh, why not? See if uh, McConnell will come on the Paracast and talk about it.
1: Early on, I think he was on briefly with our original co-host, where he was interviewed at some particular event. But since then, I don't think there's been any conversation one way or the other, especially because I didn't do it as much. But that former co-host ragged on McConnell something fierce. So I don't think he'd be inclined to do that. I just say, as you say, let's judge him by what he does. And if he thinks bringing that character back is a benefit, then you have to think, why should I listen to this guy's radio shows if he doesn't have the respect for truth and honesty. Let's go to other subjects when we get back, okay?
3: Yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think we're giving too much publicity to Cal Corf. We get have John David Morton. <laughs> oh, please. We have Don Ecker, Randall Murphy, Gene and Chris, and our entire crew. will be back this week on After the Powercast, which is part of the Powercast Plus. Don't miss it. You're in the Paracast.
8: Paracast.
10: Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today.
0: Attack of the Rockoids has been well received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget.
7: Welcome aboard. Your new science fiction adventure is ready to launch. Discover an amazing journey at galaxyquestbooks.com. Start a new sci-fi adventure with the Guardian series, a classic sci-fi mystery that starts 500 years in the future from author D. Arthur Gusner. Series available from Barnes & Noble or Amazon as paperback or ebooks. Galaxyquestbooks.com where the adventure begins
0: welcome back to the paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio and now here's gene steinberg
1: well look at that they're trying to do harmony okay all right yes let's get away from that what's the other big uh
3: Personality uh, story, Stan Romanek. It was a blast from the past. <laughs> yes, are talking about Sean David Morton and, and getting buggered. Poor Stan, he lost his trial, and he's uh, for. Uh, Wait, well, I think he beat one charge of trafficking uh, child pornography, but I think uh, the other charge of, of having it on his computer,
1: um, he was unable to wiggle out of that one. Part of it also is the fact that when they charge people like that, they always have lots and lots of charges figuring that, okay, there are 20 charges and we get 10, we win.
3: Yeah, well, anyway, it looks like he's going to be sentenced in October. Um, and um, I, I find it really ironic that uh, the Stan Romanek uh, documentary has been picked up by Netflix and uh, I think they may have dropped it. I, I, I do uh, recall. I think last week uh, a number of people online mentioning that they were just aghast that this uh, documentary was was being you know was being broadcast on on Netflix on demand. And I think quite a number of people uh, wrote in and said, "Hey, this guy is you know." A, now, as a convicted uh, felon, uh, you really should think twice about having this particular title on there. And um, I, I have a feeling that they've taken it down. But but there's another one. Uh, quite a number of people uh, supported Romanek and uh, his, I don't know, just kind of too good to be true uh, UFO abduction uh, and, and mind control type uh, events that were occurring around him. Um, it just it just baffles my mind that anybody ever took this guy seriously. But uh, you know, some some pretty uh, interesting names in the field uh, did initially um, get behind him and his claims. But uh, you know, we need to self regulate and, and police this field. Uh, and we've had a number of posters say, "Oh, all you guys ever talk about is you, you slag other researchers and and you you uh, you know you always." You know, looking looking at the soft underbelly of the field. Well, I don't think we always do that, but but I, I think from time to time, that, you know, we kind of owe it to uh, to our listeners and to the field. I think uh, in general, uh, to sort of you know poke at these emperors on parade uh, and at least reveal to the rest of the <laughs> spectators along the parade route that these these people do not deserve to be listened to. You know, I'm I'm seeing now slowly a backlash against this Corey Good character, and some pretty good investigative journalism is being done around uh, this particular individual, and and some of the people that uh, are involved with him on on a, on a business uh, level, and uh, some some pretty shady characters, and and you know some innuendos of of uh, ritual and cult like activity uh, as well, which is very disturbing to me. Uh, again, this whole disclosure movement deserves, I think, a whole show in terms of how how these individuals are coming out and and sort of supporting each other's stories with with new details in their accounts. And you know, there's millions of gullible people that that are licking this stuff up like like a bear sitting there in a, 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 a beehive. Uh, to me, it's just disgusting that people don't have discriminating, uh, you know, a discriminating bone in their body and BS meters to, to be able to determine for themselves that this, this is just so ludicrous
1: that how could it possibly be true? The thing that bothers me also, Chris, is that even after you expose these people to their believers, no matter what you do, what you say, whatever evidence you present, they ignore it. It's emotional. They can't even get involved in the facts. Don't bother me with facts. That's just the way that people
9: are, though. I mean, there's this large portion of the population that wants to believe in things, and that's often why it's compared to religion. Look at the ridiculous claims that religion makes, uh, and yet people still belong to the Catholic Church in uh, what the hundreds of millions, and you can't well, it's talk a billion, to but Who's counting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't talk sense to them. You can't really put the facts in front of them because that's not what they're interested in. It, that detracts from what they're trying to get close to in terms of what they feel and the commune that they have with the, the, their belief. And so we're left with a few people out there who actually just bypass that whole thing and try to get at what the real truth of the situation is. Yeah. And I think that's what we really need to focus on more.
3: Yeah, Greg Bishop uh, posted recently on social media a T-shirt uh, with the uh, the kind of affirmation on it: "Do not engage." <laughs> he's he's been kind of bugging me, well, not really bugging me, but pointing out to me that you know why bother pointing out uh, the people's. Uh, you know, ridiculous lack of BS meters and stuff. I mean, you're not going to change people's minds uh, no matter how hard you try. And I, to Randall's point, uh, it, it's it's really it's tilting the windmills uh, with many of these people. It doesn't matter how many facts you come up with, how much you refute uh, these ridiculous stories, uh, which just come at us furiously. It seems at times, it doesn't matter how how hard you try to to bring people to a place of, of objectivity and, and you know just common sense it, it just doesn't it doesn't help so I think Greg's right do not engage <laughs> <And> he, <laughs> so I've been I've been practicing that's been my mantra here the uh, last month or so is do not engage I just you know I, I just these poor people I, I did that that uh, half hour video uh, contact in the desert course i had several people say well you complain about the media and how they handle these subjects you're doing the exact same thing yeah i'm, I'm standing in, in the line with david for the david wilcott curry good presentation asking these people how you know how, why do you believe this stuff what about it um uh rings true to you and, and and how do you come to this conclusion and you know three out of four people were saying well i my intuition tells me that it's correct so people are going on their gut feelings or their in, in, intuition, um, in a sense, kind of their, their I think, unconscious uh, uh, need to believe, uh, almost akin, as Randall points out, to some religious uh, compulsion. Uh, you're just not going to change that. And, you know, we can do the best we can to, to bring positive um, researchers and information and, if, you know, the types of scenarios that you can back up.
2: Well, yeah. then you have you have groups like the Mutual UFO Network, okay, that for oh, years was considered to be one of yeah. the primary and and scientifically oriented organizations taking a very scientific look at UFOs, and then take a look at their most recent international symposium, and they had people like Andrew Saggio with his ridiculous nonsense stories and Corey good with his ridiculous nonsense stories. I mean, guys, what would you say if I came to you and I said, okay, you guys know who I am. Well, guess what? Since I've been six or eight years old, I can't remember. It was either six or eight. I've been making time trips to Mars and guess who one of my colleagues and associates were Barack Hussein Obama. Obama, We went to Mars together. Well, you'd look at each other and you'd roll your eyes and say, what in the world happened to Ecker? Well, that's what Basagio is doing. And who did they put on a panel, okay, with these kind of ridiculous stories? Mufon put Basagio and Corey Good on it. I mean, if you look at Richard Dolan, who was sitting on that (laughs) panel, okay, you know, if it would have been me, now, MUFON. Or me. <laughs> wouldn't? Yeah, they wouldn't invite us oh, in, God, no. in, in a gazillion years. But yeah. I would have told them right up front, you're putting these two frauds on with me. And by my being there, I'm giving some credence to this. Forget it, fellas. I'm out of yeah. here.
1: Before yeah, we're out of yeah. here, too, for a moment. A few announcements. Then we got more to come with Don Ecker. J. Randall Murphy, Gene, and Chris, you're in The Paracast.
0: Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com.
1: We're going to kind of cool it now on MUFON Follies because we've spent several episodes with former state directors explaining why they're no longer state directors. And Erica Lukes, of course, mentioned why she's no longer associated with MUFON. And what we see here is a sad case of a UFO organization that's been around since 1969, what, 48 years. And in that 48 years, they've accomplished absolutely nothing. Zilch. Zip. So instead, they decide to go commercial, hoping, well, at least if they can't solve the UFO mystery, they could at least... Cover their expenses and maybe a little bit more than cover their expenses. But right now, Don Ecker, is there any UFO organization left in the US that has a significant membership that can get something done? MUFON is certainly not in the picture. National UFO Reporting Center collects stuff, but doesn't really
2: do research. Who is there? Oh, the short answer, do you want me to stretch it out? Nobody. <laughs>
9: I think QFOS is still around, not that they've got much of a budget for anything.
3: Yeah. At least I think they try to do good work. They really haven't done much. I mean, I think Mark Rodiger, isn't he the one uh, that's kind of the administrator there,
2: Don? And a lot of these places, you know, like, like Mark and what have you, I mean, they've gone, basically, they've gone dark. Yeah. All right. You don't hear anything from them. You know, if if they kind of feel any way about this topic the way I've felt since the end of 2006, and good Lord, it's been 11 years, you know, I basically just kind of washed my hands of trying to do any active research. Number one, there's nothing in it other than personal satisfaction for me. Uh, I'm certainly not earning any money by anything I'm doing. You know, my radio show and what have you, it's all gratis. So the bottom line is, why really get out there anymore in the field and spend my money for a topic that, number one, most people think is, is crazy to begin with. And number two, if you come out with what you feel are genuine facts and they're for the usually, for the most part, negative, <laughs> you get nothing but abuse for it. So, you know, why bother? And the fact of the matter is you guys were talking about people wanting to believe. I always think back to the X-Files back in the 90s in, in uh, Fox Motors' FBI office, that poster on his wall of a Billy Myers saucer and the words beneath it, I want to believe. I had that happen to me, back in the 90s, when I was doing a series of exposés in the pages of UFO magazine, I naively believed back then that if we were to, quote, unquote, clean our own house, okay, that the mainstream, whatever they are, would begin to take this seriously. And, of course, that was a pipe dream. But I did one thing expose that I'll never forget, and I've talked about this on the Paracast before, with a guy by the name of Guy Kirkwood, also known as Noel Bryce Cornwall, also known as Mel Noel, who had been billing himself at that time for over 30 years as a Air Force fighter pilot that had been flying missions out of a secret base in Utah to photograph UFOs. And this was a shtick he had been doing for years, and he had been exposed several times in the past. But I did a massive UFO magazine expose on him, and the people that I went to and and the places that I traveled to document this, well, today, I, I wouldn't even bother. But back then, I did. <laughs> And, and the bottom line was there were still people in the field that came after me angry that I basically urinated on their bowl of cornflakes, okay? And, uh, you know, <laughs> so what, what are you going to do?
3: You did a pretty good job on Stephen Greer and Billy Meyer, too, in your cult. I remember we had one issue with the it was exposing the um, the cults.
2: <laughs> oh well, you know now there was was a uh, an example at that time. The C-SETI West Coast guy was a uh, the administrator was a guy by the name of Doctor Joseph Burks. Yeah, and after we ran that issue, cults are cutting edge. I remember that vividly. Okay, uh, we get a fifteen. 15- page letter, handwritten, right, right, at UFO Magazine from Joe Burks, just beside himself, that we dared to put C-SETI in there. I, I'm going to tell you a little secret. I knew stuff about what Greer and C-SETI were doing that at the time we decided not to include in that issue because we weren't out to uh, to really try to destroy anybody, but I can just say that had I if I were a vicious person, okay, which I'm not. if I were a vicious person, I could have made things really hot for them. So anyway, Burks wanted to debate us on CompuServe back in the back in the day you know that was the way uh, you wanted to have a live, thing, you know, and you want to debate, what have you, if you didn't have anybody putting on a forum, how do you do it? Well, in those days they did it on, uh, on CompuServe, but I said, Hey, look, why would we do that? I've got a radio show. So we, <laughs> we invited Burks to come on the radio show. He accepted and we took him out to dinner and he was very congenial, very nice And at the end of that radio show, he stormed out of the studio, didn't talk to him for 15 years after that. And we basically said, okay, well, if you want to debate, let's debate. And we did. And as a result, they weren't happy about it. So we were on C-SETI's hit list for a very long time. Well, he finally ended up uh, parting ways with Greer. Yes he did
3: and is is pretty down on on him now gee um, isn't that a
2: surprise well
3: well it just goes to show you you know when you get people who suspend their disbelief and who have this tremendous uh need and desire to believe if you get groups of them together they can be dangerous
2: they definitely had some some genuine uh, uh, fanatical adherence to that and I mean you gotta you got to ask yourself: How bright can you truly be to go out with a group of people in a field, shine your flashlights up in the sky, start chanting to get the UFOs to come down?
3: Well, well in, in in putting laying your hands on the doctor, and he 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 channels everybody's energies and focuses the energy
1: uh, outwards. Uh,
2: just and then he spooky. walks around giving everybody a boarding pass for
1: God's sake. Hey, let's <laughs> continue. Let's take this boarding pass and check it out, <laughs> or just pass out, depending on your point of view, with Gene Steinberg, Chris O'Brien, Don Ecker, and Jay Randall Murphy. You're in.
2: The Paracast.
10: Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today.
14: North Korea openly threatens the U.S. and launches a new missile every other week. Their warhead of choice? Electromagnetic pulse. Such an event would cripple the U.S. power grid for years and leave millions in the dark. Are you ready? You can be with a Solark EMP-hardened solar generator. Solark works day in and day out to keep all of your essentials protected. That means you can have peace of mind knowing your power will be there when you most need it. Visit Solark.us to see EMP testing. That's Solark.us. Energy insurance for your family.
21: Mark Rawlings, president of ParanormalDate.com, says so many people hunger to share their experiences about the paranormal, the unexplainable, or the afterlife, and so much more. And this is the source for them to meet and share that common interest. So sign up for free at ParanormalDate.com. ParanormalDate.com. And use
13: the code GEORGE if you decide to connect with someone you like. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. And when your identity is hacked, it's a nightmare. Hi, everyone. Paul with Liberty ID. Did you know that children are 52 times more likely to suffer from identity theft than adults? Is your family prepared? Identity monitoring will not fix the fallout. Liberty ID does. Here's an exciting offer for listeners to this station. Go to LibertyID.com and cover your entire family, your spouse, your children, and your parents for only $129 a year. That's right, $129 a year. Use promo code FREETRIAL and we'll give you the first 60 days free. That's LibertyID.com promo code FREETRIAL. Prepare your family for less than half what other companies choose charge for only monitoring libertyid.com promo code free trial libertyid.com the name in identity theft restoration
19: are you happy washing your hands with harsh chemicals are you happy doing laundry with detergents are you happy paying high prices find your happiness with pure soap these all-natural earth-friendly pure soaps are the very best you've ever used buy in bulk
2: Clark,
22: author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books.
1: You're listening to the paragraph. So, therefore, if we have to listen to these wacky people, speaking of wackiness, the disclosure movement. Any day now, some president's going to do something.
2: Not likely. Look, it's been Almost 70 years. Well, it has been 70 years now that I think about it. And in all that time, now I've got to believe that regardless of what you may think you see today, in the military and the intelligence establishments of the United States, they do have some very bright, bright people. And they've got to have a lot more information gentlemen than we have now with that being said it's obvious that they have not kept this thing completely airtight because hey we're talking about it and over the years we've talked about some amazing cases that have cropped to the surface now with that being said if you're thinking about this in a semi-logical manner would it make any sense to still keep this concealed and hidden, whatever the quote-unquote truth is.
9: Yeah, it does. It makes a certain amount of sense, for sure, because the means by which they detect these things is uh, highly technical and um, is state secrets. It's part of the defense network, and they simply can't tell us how that's done. It
2: reveals a detection capability, and that's probably classified. We know, I know, okay, because I was in... Military intelligence during the Vietnam War. Now, I'm, I'm not going to bill myself as the top expert, but I do have a working knowledge of detection. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about much more mundane, comparatively speaking, items involved with this. So that tells me that these guys know something that terrify them. terrify them, okay? Absolutely terrify them if it became public knowledge. Now, I go back to 1976, 1977. That's when Jimmy Carter became president of the United States. And one of his claims to fame at that time, was that he was going to go to NASA and whomever to find out what the real story was on the UFO topic because he himself, when he was the governor, had a sighting of something. And later, through my law enforcement contacts, I had a friend who had been friends with a Secret Service agent who was on the Carter Detail. And what this guy told me, now, was I there? No. Would this guy lie to me? I doubt it. But what he told me was very telling, that whenever a new president takes the oath and and enters the Oval Office, they have a series of briefings that they must go through, events on on what's happening around the world, etc., and... Apparently, he was told something about the UFO subject because I'm sure Carter asked about it. And according to this Secret Service agent through my cop buddy, when he left this briefing, Carter was crying. Now, take that for what it's worth. Okay. Well, Carter had his own sighting. He
9: saw one for himself, filled out a report. Right. That's what I said. Yeah. So he knows that they're real already, and so it wouldn't be surprising that he would ask. And uh, I'm not at all surprised about what you're saying. I mean, it's hearsay information, but like you say, they've got to know a whole lot more than we do. I mean, look at the National Reconnaissance Office. They design and build and operate reconnaissance satellites. They provide intelligence to the CIA. they got to know more than we do. They've got satellites out there that can look back on the moon and read license plates. There's stuff going on for
2: sure, but we're not going to hear about it. No, that's obvious. And people like Steve Bassett that believe, and he's invested to believe, that there's going to be disclosure. You know, I can remember just a very few short years ago when Bassett was making the claim that President Obama was going to release information on the UFO topic. Do you guys recall that?
1: Yes, he said the last time that he mentioned him that it would happen in his final year as president. Of course, you see, he's the guy who keeps crying wolf, Stephen Bassett, because he always said this, that, or the other thing's going to happen, and never happens. So it if one happened. day he actually said something that was true, nobody believed believe
9: him. Right. <laughs> it's always nine months or 18 months down the line from the date of his,
3: his uh, latest Prophecy about that. Uh, and Stephen Greer, it's always 90 days. 90 days, 90 days, I guarantee it. But
9: and still, his,
2: his guarantees that are, are worth as much as pixie dust.
9: Yeah. But do we really even need these people to tell us that uh, that they know what we already know? This is something I try to, to get across in the forums. I think there are enough of us out here already And uh, I'm going to risk using that word believe because I don't think it's such a dirty word as a lot of people make it out to be. I do think that there's enough of us out here who do believe, for good reasons, that unidentified flying objects exist. And I don't mean just unidentified as in a literal translation. I mean some sort of alien craft is visiting this world from we're not sure where, But it's going on. People know it. People believe it. Do
2: we really need the government to tell us? And why? Why do we need that? Well, we need affirmation, or many need affirmation. And, of course, you get no better affirmation or confirmation than if it came from a government source. Besides here, when you
1: look at it, because you believe something doesn't make it true, and you hope that the government is smart enough To know what the answers might be, but it may just be that they don't know anything and they look at, well, it doesn't seem to represent a threat, so let's not worry about it. That's also a prevailing point of
2: view. It's been proven to represent a threat.
1: Early on, we had those cases
2: where there was some shooting activity. Well, we we had a lot of aircraft that went down in the 50s encountering these things we had on at least uh, that i'm aware of two occasions when unidentifieds came in and basically shut down our missile our nuclear weapons systems in 1967 and once again in uh, the dakotas in what was it 75 76 And in some cases, it came out, and I was very, very good friends with Larry Fawcett prior to his death. And he and Barry Greenwood did the definitive book on military and government encounters with UFOs, originally titled Clear Intent. And in there, and Fawcett told me face-to-face that some of those missiles had to be replaced. Whatever had happened to them, it basically rendered them inert. Now, if that's true, okay, and I have no reason to I had no reason to ever doubt Larry Fawcett ever. If that's true, now you know that would have sent the military especially, into a frenzy if something could come in and in effect destroy their nuclear capability. What could be more important than that?
1: It's very interesting here. We had these cases early on, and of course, we have that book "UFOs and Nukes," the one from Bob Hastings. But what seems to have happened here is they happened early on in these episodes, but not recently. When was the last time we had anything like that that indicated some possible hostile intent going on there? We got more to come with Don Ecker. Randall Murphy, Gene, and Chris, you're in the Paracast.
10: Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
13: Are you one of the 15 million men who suffer from an enlarged prostate? If your life revolves around finding the closest bathroom, if you're tired of waking up many times a night to urinate, then you need to know about Prostate Miracle. Prostate Miracle contains beta-cytosterol, which is 3,000 times stronger than salt pound metal. To claim your $10 Patriot discount, go to ProstateMiracle.com and enter promo code PATRIOT or call 877-965-2140. That's 877-965-2140.
22: You want to save
6: money in a place that gives you growth, control, and certainty without stock market risk or tax risk, and you want guarantees and you want it all tax-free. That's a tall order. But you can get all of that with properly designed, participating whole life insurance. Most people think life insurance pays after you're dead. That's true. But you can have tax-free access to use your life insurance while you're alive. Get the free book to find out
15: how. Call 702-660-7000.
7: If you had purchased $100 of Bitcoin in 2010, today you'd have $2,600,000. While that sinks in, you now have a huge cryptocurrency opportunity at below market price at a guaranteed $0.10 per coin. ProCoin, a coin publicly traded on the open market, easily converted to cash, available in 60 countries, and ProCoin is the only cryptocurrency offering coin-back rewards for consumers and merchants. Take action by August 31st at ProCoinCurrency.net. That's ProCoinCurrency.net. Deadline for $0.10 guarantee is August 31st.
23: this is Joshua P. Warren, author of The Poor Man's Paranormal, and you're listening to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio.
1: Okay, so the question I posed to Don Ecker is, okay, so we have UFOs and nukes. We have these cases, shoot them down. What about lately? What's been happening lately?
2: Well, it depends on and lately is a relative term. It depends on what you mean by lately. If you're talking about the last 5 years, I have no clue because nobody has come forward with anything for the most part. However, let's go back to the the collapse of the iron curtain when the Soviet empire imploded. Now, At that period of time, Russian secrets, Soviet-era secrets, were basically for sale to the highest bidder. George Knapp, a really top television reporter from Las Vegas, went to the Soviet Union because, as we all know, all right, for everybody here is familiar, very familiar with George Knapp. George has been in the middle of this for a long time. He's traveled to the former Soviet Union. And he had some meetings with some formerly very top Soviet establishment people. And he discovered that in 1983, and as a matter of fact, this was, even if I recall, was reported on an ABC News special at that time. And if I'm remembering, it's been a while, uh, Sam Donaldson, I think, was the was the lead reporter on that special. Knapp had traveled and discovered in 1983 that a Soviet nuclear battery, all right, they were in an area where suddenly there were a lot of UFO reports. And one or more than one, came in over this battery which was shut down and lit the battery up. In other words, somehow remotely turned it on and it started a countdown to fire its missiles. Now, according to what Knapp's report had to say, This had those people so concerned, they were sure they were virtually on the cusp of igniting a nuclear conflict. And at the last few seconds, the UFOs left and everything shut down. But they were within seconds, according to George Knapp, of launching their nuclear weapons. Now, what does that tell me? That tells me that a message was being sent to the Russians, just like in the Dakotas in the 70s, a message was being sent to the American establishment and in 67, the same thing. Now, let's not forget what happened over Antwerp in the very early 1990s. Do you guys remember when that UFO flap happened? Yeah, and the Belgian tri- triangles. Right right now what is antwerp its the headquarters of nato okay nato is 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 the headquarters have their headquarters there these things were coming in they were being chased by the belgian air force they were sending up f16s these jets were going up getting a missile lock on these craft whatever they were and these craft could break the missile lock with impunity. And this went on for some time. Now that told me once again, someone is sending a message and the message is, Hey, you guys think you're so hot? Well, guess what? You're not that hot. Look what we can do if we want to. And that had to be terrifying to the, to the establishment authorities well you'd
9: think though that there would be other ways for some sort of advanced technological race to make contact and get their point across in rather than going about it in in these sort of offhanded ways i mean i see what you're saying and it's really tempting to think that but when we look back at some of the cases like i was looking back at the ufos and nukes claims and uh, i always look at the skeptic side as well and Uh, I was looking at one of the, I believe it's the sunlight issues, and there's an actual picture of the component that failed from one of the missiles, and it had had short-circuited, and that was part of the guidance system, and the whole thing automatically shuts down when it fails, and that would be perfectly normal.
2: I mean, things do fail. Yeah, but when did it fail? It failed when the UFO came into the nuclear weapons storage area.
9: Hang on ar- hang on there, Don. Hang on. That's a good point. So I tried to follow that back, and it turned out that it was mostly all hearsay from one person to another person retold, and there was really not a lot of confirmation. But let's suppose that that's the case. Well, what could they do that might cause that to short-circuit? Maybe some kind of an electromagnetic pulse might do that. And in the case of the missile's in the u s what happens is when there's a something fails in the system, the system shuts down. But in Russia, from some of the reading that I'd done, they'd had kind of a reverse system that was like, "Well, if they're attacked and nobody's left to push the buttons and something goes wrong, then the missiles will automatically launch so if something like that happened over there and something got short circuit, it would do exactly like what you were saying it would send them into an automatic launch sequence instead. So I think that's really interesting. There could be a causal factor, but an electromagnetic pulse isn't beyond our own technology either. So, you know, who knows for sure exactly who it was. Maybe it was the Russians doing some weird thing to ours and then we did something back. We don't know for sure. Right? We don't know if it was an actual alien craft. We just know that something there's
2: a rumors that Oh weird my friend, happen. I never said alien. Never ever did I say alien. Now, this is something, this is part of the journey that I took over the last roughly 30 years. There was a time, 25, 30 years ago, when I was absolutely convinced of a nuts-bolts explanation for this. But my thinking over the years has changed dramatically. I still think it's possible that some of these, in fact, very well may be nuts and bolts, but I have also looked very seriously at some other possible explanations. I've become more fluid in my thinking about this. For example, what is the possibility, and I just did a very interesting show with Walter Bosley about the possibility of a breakaway race that for whatever reason broke off from the surface of the planet a very long time ago, probably during the last great catastrophic event that this planet underwent roughly 12,000 years ago when half of North America was covered in ice. And within a very short time, like a 1,000 years, that ice was all gone.
1: Something. You know, it's interesting when you mention that, because we've had Walter on the show several times, is that some of it mirrors the Shaver mystery legend, except with Shaver, they went into caves to protect right. themselves from the cataclysm. So it kind of sort of dovetails to that. So I know that Walter is a fun, fun guest. and We're always glad to have him on to talk about this.
2: The other possible explanation, and, and you've got to do a little research into areas like the Skinwalker Ranch. What is the possibility that someone with a truly, truly advanced technological uh, science is able to pop through dimensionally? And there, you you get into some very weird spaces there. Well, that's true, but the whole, I think that people have a tough time
9: kind of really defining what they mean by dimensions and alien, because most people assume alien means extraterrestrial, but it doesn't have to be. And people often assume that dimensions means that there's some sort of fifth layer of existence above that which we inhabit that they can pop down into ours from, but that's logically incoherent. It's not
1: possible. Let's talk about other places, other things, other realities. Earth 33, maybe. On the other hand, in helping me set up the show, Chris promised there would be no pop culture references, no superhero references, and nothing about Star Wars or Star Trek. Now, I'm not a huge fan of Star Wars, I know very little about Star Wars trivia, so if you ask me any questions beyond what is obvious from the movies and such, I wouldn't know the answers. So I assure you, there aren't going to be any references to any of that stuff. But I already gave a reference: Earth Thirty Three. There you go. More to come with Don, Gene, Chris, and Randall. You're in the Paracast. stuff for women, stuff for men. We have all sorts of sizes, like small up to X large. A lot of good stuff. That's the swag from the Paracast. If you go to store.theparacast.com, stop by and take a shopping tour.
22: Hi, this is Ted Anderson. I'm here to tell you about GCNtelecare.com, a team of board-certified doctors assisting you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year within 15 minutes of registration care your family can afford revolutionizing the healthcare industry virtual consulting providing diagnosis of non-emergency medical issues by phone or secure video on computer or smart mobile devices gcntelecare.com virtual care anywhere
7: welcome aboard your new science fiction adventure is ready to launch Discover an amazing journey at GalaxyQuestBooks.com. Start a new sci-fi adventure with the Guardian series, a classic sci-fi mystery that starts 500 years in the future, from author D. Arthur Gusner. Series available from Barnes and Noble or Amazon as paperback or eBooks. GalaxyQuestBooks.com, where the adventure begins. No.
0: Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene
1: Steinberg. So there we go, talking about people from elsewhere popping in and out. So if we talk, Don Ecker, about a breakaway civilization, what if we're really dealing with something? and other reality that interacts here, or that these people went into another dimension rather than stick here on Earth while things were going bad?
2: Well, it's, of course, there's no way that I, or I venture a guess, anybody currently with this roundtable can say with any certainty, I I realize that a lot of this is speculation. However, when you look at the preponderance of many of these cases where unidentifieds are seen and some of the areas that I have recently been looking at purely for my own edification are underwater Submersible objects, objects that have been viewed by naval vessels, uh, people. We have a spot here in sunny Southern California where my Open Lines co-host and and close buddy, Rich Saraday, was was a school teacher down. He was teaching high school down in, in Los Angeles And one of his students put us onto an area off of Santa Monica where the citizens down there, the residents, have routinely seen objects entering and leaving the water down there. Uh, There have been a lot of cases out in the Pacific, actually not too far from from, uh, California, where these things have been sighted not just recently, but for years and years. I mean, if you follow the trail of this and go back even to uh, the Second World War, there have been a number of cases that have surfaced where naval vessels while on patrol, and at that time we were fighting the Japanese Empire, where they have encountered inexplicable things in the water and in some cases they reported leaving the water. Now, what in the world was that? Well, unidentified objects. Now, why would they be down there? If we're talking about an extraterrestrial race coming in from another star system, well, there's a number of reasons that you could speculate. Once again, pure speculation that for whatever reason, at some point, they formed a base and what better, more secure location than in the bowels of the ocean? Yeah, the, I think that, that type of speculation is completely
9: coherent. There's nothing about it that doesn't make sense or isn't possible
2: from a scientific perspective. You're right. Well, on the with, money with, there. Su- with sufficient technology, sure, they could swing it. But then again, what about that thought that perhaps. 10, 12, 14,000 years ago, there was an advanced civilization. Now, how advanced, I couldn't even begin to uh, speculate. Although, if you go back and you review many files, archaeological files, we all have heard about ooparts, out-of-place things that have been discovered that, There's simply no explanation for. Well, there is one possible explanation. At one point, there were advanced humans here. And if what happened, I think if what happened happened, and that was some type of astronomical event, a comet, a small asteroid that impacted somewhere in North America then, which caused the ice to melt and the oceans to rise, these people sought shelter underground, and perhaps some of them chose to never come back out. And if that's true, what is the possibility that they truly have now a very advanced civilization? But then if you really want to get wonky, let's talk about the Nazis. Let's talk about the truly advanced explorations they were making with avionics that went far beyond the V-2 rocket, far beyond the ME-262 jet, to Dirk Glock, the Bell. And the rumors that for many years have circulated about that advanced technology. Now, there's a whole trail that I could go down. The Bird expedition down to the Arctic in uh, 19, what was it, forty six forty seven. 47, And what allegedly happened down there. Uh, So, I mean, we're left with many, many, many questions and very, very few answers.
9: Well, that's true. And a lot of it's really interesting, for sure. It's part of UFO lore. And I think it deserves to be mentioned, for sure, because it is so interesting, But a lot of it just doesn't really pan out. When you look at the OO parts, I've looked into it and looked at both sides. And, you know, there might be a couple of artifacts that maybe are a little bit different, but most of them sort of turned out to be not really what they were claiming. And I think that if there was a civilization capable of building something like a mothership, we'd have a whole lot more in the way of infrastructure remains and and evidence than we have. It seems to make a whole lot more sense what you're saying the first time around, that it was already made elsewhere where there is no evidence, and it came here, and that there are secret bases, perhaps, somewhere here. And that's why there's so little evidence to back it up, because where they're made just isn't here. It's someplace
2: else. Well, what if it's underwater? What if? Here's the thing, Randall. We cannot even agree... On President Kennedy's assassination back in 1963, was it one shooter? Was it three shooters? Was there a conspiracy? Was there no conspiracy? I mean, these are the kind of questions that are on things that just recently happened. How can we deem to think we know what was going on 10, 12, 14,000 years ago? And how this continent and the whole world, for that matter has changed geologically since that time. So, you know, when you when you say, well, there's no proof that uh, there was ever any facilities or, or uh, areas that we discovered that may have been used for advanced technology 10, 12, 14,000 years ago, I'm saying, well, that's, for the most part, probably true. But remember, the oceans of the planet raised 100 to 200 feet around the globe. How much land that was then there is now underwater? And how much exploration have we truly done beneath the waves? Now, I'm not saying that's the only explanation, but I'm saying that's what I consider to be room for speculation,
9: Oh, sure. It doesn't hurt to speculate, I, but I think that there's a hierarchy of reasonableness. So what we need to do is kind of identify what we need mean by the word proof. All proof is is enough evidence to make someone believe that a claim is true. For some people, the evidence doesn't need to be very substantial. For other people, it does. I tend to have a little bit higher standards in terms of what evidence is required for me to believe something. So when there's not enough I tend to lower the likelihood of a particular theory uh, below that of ones with better evidence and more logical reasoning. That they're being manufactured here on Earth, th- that just seems to be a lower
1: likelihood. You know, well, folks, yeah. we're going to continue this discussion our next segment, a reminder that we have the After the Paracast podcast, our second radio show. It's only available if you subscribe to the Paracast Plus. Go to plus.theparacast.com. p l u s.theparacast.com. You also get the commercial-free version of this show and more and more goodies all the time and the subscription start at just a dollar 49 a week. Cheaper than what? Coffee at the Circle K or something. More to come. You're in the Paracast. <laughs> neighbors i want to tell you about my favorite graphics app it's the award-winning graphic converter you know graphic converter is the universal genius for photo editing on your mac join over one and a half million loyal users for this swiss army knife photo editing app it gives you all you expect from a top flight image editing app with tons of features and most important. It's easy to use. It's also far less expensive than that other app that you can only get by subscription. You know, the one I'm talking about. What's more, you can get 20% off with your order right now. So write this down to learn about Graphic Converter. Go to wwwlemkeysoftde slash gene. Let me spell that www.lemkesoft.de slash gene.
11: I've been taking one roll away for several years and experienced healing for a severe intestinal problem. A car accident and the deployment of an airbag caused two breaks and crushed bone in my left wrist. My arm swelled, yet pain was minimum. At one point, it was obvious to the eye that the bone was misaligned, and x rays confirmed the break. Surgery was immediately scheduled. Upon awakening, the doctor entered and told me I was a very unusual case. He said that when he opened up my wrist, he expected to see raw, mangled, bruised, brown meat. Instead, the tissue was healthy and pink, and even right next to the broken bone, it was pretty. Yes, he actually said I had pretty tissue. During the three weeks between the break and the surgery, I became obsessed with taking one more away. During that time, I was taking it three times a day. It seemed my body just craved it. It all beautifully healed in record time with no scar tissue. Oh. That's 888-988-3325 Or visit sgn80.com
8: investing is a long-term process how many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me for your existing ira you need the security that gold has provided for centuries remember gold has never been worth zero Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more, and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. 800-535-7789. 800-535-7789. 800-535-7789. That's 800-535-7789.
0: We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com.
1: Okay, so you were saying, Randall Murphy, that you're not really that enthused about the possibility Of Earth-based UFOs, then? Well, I think that the evidence for that tends to be less
9: in terms of uh, logic and actual physical evidence than um, the alternatives. Other things like dimensions are even lower, I would say. But that doesn't rule out the possibility of actual other universes, which is a different concept altogether. And that I find really interesting. And that's when we get into the whole sort of matrix type theory where maybe the universes as we know them are kind of like folders in your computer. And we've got the one we live in here in one folder and another one in another folder. And that there's a way to travel between them, a cut and paste type of affair of where the information can be sent from one to another.
2: And you and, wouldn't call that interdimensional, Randall?
9: No, I'd call it trans-universal. Interdimensional is a different kind of concept because we have three dimensions here and we have time, which isn't really a spatial dimension. But going above that, it, it becomes problematic logically to think that something can pop in and out of some other allegedly higher dimension. And yet there's no reason something couldn't be transferred from another universe entirely where they also have their same laws of physics and whatever it is is composed of materials that would be able to exist in our universe the same as theirs because both universes run according to the same rules. Well, but I see of, that as tomato-tomato. Yeah, it's kind of a, it is kind of a bit of a semantics thing, but it's an important one because there are those who believe, well, there are actually higher dimensions in a spatial sense beyond 3, 4, 5, and so on, and that's an entirely different concept altogether. It's sort of really, it's not quite the same as tomato, tomato. When you think about it, it is an important difference, but in casual conversation, I think people tend to use the two
2: interchangeably. You know, here, here's the thing. You, let's go back, yeah, 800 years. Okay. Some poor schmuck ran a file of the king and the king made a determination, we're going to execute him. Now, the guy that's going to be executed, does he really care if the king is going to hang him, behead him, or burn him at the stake? He's still going to be dead. So that's that's how I see this. For
9: casual conversation, it's fine to look at things in general terms. But I think if you're going to have a field like ufology, that it's really beneficial to establish
2: what we mean in more precise terms. Well, here's the deal, okay? We're talking about a topic that has very few facts, very little evidence. Most, and I've been doing this for a long time, most, quote, facts or evidence end up being witness testimony. Now, of course, there are videos that have been taken. There are photographs that have been taken. But the facts, I think you'll admit, are few and far between. Right. So when you're talking about evidence and you're talking about speculation, I've really got to think that you know, we're, we're treading regardless, we're treading on some very thin ice. Now, take, for example, a case that I broke in 1992, and I'm going to sound like a broken record to Gene and Chris because I've talked about this many times. The STS-48 space shuttle incident where over New Zealand and Australia, an unknown object was encountered and something seemed to be fired at this object. This object took a really violent, invasive maneuver and then swung back around. Now, just by what people like Dr. Jack Casher had to say about this and he did some extensive research on that particular case okay the skeptics were never satisfied because let's face it the skeptics will never be satisfied it's not in their interest to be satisfied so what do we have what what do we end up with one of those cases that should have been accepted much more readily Because of what the very facts of the case showed and the fact that NASA, the day after I appeared on Larry King Live, encrypted that feed. That was basically the last time you ever saw anything live from outer space that was not under scrutiny by somebody at NASA or the military. It's kind of one of those things that just kind of passed into oblivion. And that's, unfortunately, what most of this field is really all about. The powers that be have one ally that they depend on to the nth degree, and that is the passage of time. People forget. You know, the human creature is a funny, funny creature. They'll get all excited for a moment, then the next shiny thing comes by, out of sight, out of mind. You guys... Agree with that?
9: Oh, absolutely. Like what's going on with Fukushima, it's still spewing, I think, tons and tons of radioactive water into the ocean every day. And if that was 20 years ago, it would be front-page news every day. Now it's just like, oh, it's part of
2: life. And we don't hear about it, and we're not allowed to hear about it. They cover it up. Exactly. Exactly. And how much of that fish, the stuff that's harvested from the Pacific Ocean – that is being sold in supermarkets and fish markets all around this country, how much of that is radioactive? And what are the long-term effects? Because you know that radiation is going somewhere.
9: Oh, absolutely. I've mentioned this before, I think. And uh, we had a high school student did a science uh, project where she went around with a Geiger counter to the local supermarkets. And uh, when she got to the fish section, the thing just went crazy. So how much more proof do you need? And how, really? how much did the media take that to heart and, and report on it? Yeah, it was in the paper and it was sort of glossed over and people continue to buy their fish and <laughs> consume it. And just, there's something really wrong with how that whole thing is being handled. But now, of course, we're getting kind of off topic from where we were. But But you are right that time tends to make people forget about things. That's where we started with the show, with all of the fakes and frauds and so on that we're once exposed, and then again, they, they pop up and start with the same stuff. So what do we do? What's, what do you suggest, Don? Well, the short answer, Randall, <laughs> I don't have a clue. Well, I'm really glad we've got people like you, Don. And actually, I'm really glad that you made it on this time, because last time you had some problems with your uh, microphone or something, but you're coming through really clear today. Sounds good. That's because
2: I ended up buying a Yeti Blue Mic. And I'm telling you what, I love this mic. Plugs right into my computer. Five stars.
1: You know, we should be getting advertising from Blue Microphones so, you have a blue Yeti. So does Chris. I have the Yeti Pro and the Spark. I got the Snowball. You see?
2: We're all on it. <laughs> yeah, I got I to gotta tell you, I've, I've been as happy as uh, a bear rooting through a picnic basket. All right.
1: Don Ecker, Randall Murphy, Gene, and Chris, you're in the Paracast. <laughs>
10: You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today.
22: Looking for that edge during those intimate moments? We see many ads for enhancement, but the side effects include death.
8: Back pain doesn't take vacations. It
23: never celebrates holidays. It's on the job 24-7 to keep your life exactly where it is, in limbo. But it doesn't have to be that way, because Laser Spine Institute can help you take back your life from chronic neck and back pain. With a less than one-inch incision, our minimally invasive procedures have provided relief to over 60,000 patients with a 97% patient satisfaction rate. So get ready to stand tall and live the life you've imagined for yourself without pain. Are you or a loved one suffering from a bulging disc, herniated disc, spinal stenosis, pinched nerve or degenerative disc disease. Call our spine care consultants now at 855-510-BAC. For a no-cost MRI review and to learn more, it's time to say goodbye to chronic neck and back pain. Call
6: 855-510-BAC to see if laser spine surgery is right for you. That's 855-510-BAC.
23: What have you got to lose? Laser Spine Institute, the leader in minimally invasive spine surgery.
21: Hastings, author of UFOs and Nukes, and you're listening to the Paracast, the Gold Standard of Paranormal Radio.
1: Okay, so we're now, of course, talking up our mics. And like I said, before we talk any further about blue microphones, guys, buy ads. We'll give you a good rate. We all use your product. You know, they're selling blue mics now at the Sam's Club stores, the snowballs for like 35 $40. They've gone mass market. Don Eckert, last couple of yes, segments sir. here. Don't you think at this point, maybe the UFO field has become so hopeless we have to find a totally different way?
2: Well, yeah, I'm on board. Do you got any ideas on what that totally different way is? Because, you know, you go out, and Gene, you've been in this field even longer than I have, okay? You go back to the 60s. Now, I had a definite interest in that, and I'll never forget the Colorado study. I mean, you know, in, in 1964, my father, who was—there there, were not many more grounded people than him— Came forward to me one night, I think it was in the springtime, if I remember, it was a Friday, and we were going to go as a family to that thing now that's extinct called the drive-in. You remember drive-ins? Right. I went to a drive-in a few times.
1: I did not grow up in a city where you had drive-ins, but after getting married and living in the South, we did go to drive-ins occasionally. The thing oh, yeah. about it, though, is I guess it's fun. You sit in your own car and you do what you want. And they take a speaker and they stick that. It hangs from the side windows.
9: Oh, that was the old days, Gene. That, I mean, they, I remember when we were all like really uh, super hyped because you could tune your FM radio to this and you could
1: hear you didn't need that anymore. Yeah, but, you know, it's interesting here. The
2: quality of the sound until
1: you could use your radio. I remember wasn't the that movie. wasn't that good.
2: My God. You know what the movie was? 55, was it 55 Days at Peking? With, uh, oh, Lord, Charlton Heston, David, uh, the British actor, David, uh, well, at any rate. So we were getting ready to go to the movies, okay, the drive-in. And lo and behold, my dad suddenly jumped up. He was reading the newspaper. He shoved it in my lap and said, here, read this. And it was a report about the Socorro case, okay, the UFO Socorro case. It happened out in New Mexico. Now, I mean, those were the kind of things I remember as a kid. And, and when the Hillsdale sightings broke, of course, anybody that was following, you know, and we didn't get a lot, let's face it, they, they were not reported often. But then uh, Jerry Ford got involved in it, and that was one of the reasons the Colorado study ended up being run by the Air Force, because people like Ford pushed it, and I'll never forget waiting for the uh, the final decision on what the uh, thing was all about, and you know, that was later when I really looked in depth at it. That was a whitewash from top to bottom. Because even with their negative report at the end, the public report, well, there's nothing to this. There's no national security considerations, which was a load of poppycock. The bottom line was they still were unable to to identify thirty, roughly 30% of the cases they looked at. And people like Kehoe, Gene, okay, was just outraged at this. You know, the whole thing was, was yeah, it was it was crap. And the Air Force was able to publicly shut down UFOs. Now, did the UFOs go away? Unfortunately, no. Whatever they were, they didn't care about the Colorado report. They kept flying merrily along their way. So, yeah, for a very, very long time... I was interested, when I became professionally interested in it, this is when I thought that with just the right case, with just the right reports, we can break through this stone wall. And of course, that was hubris on my part, like I couldn't believe today. It was simply impossible, because there is a real concerted effort to keep this thing shut down. So I don't see any, any way in the foreseeable future, with the possible exception of Spaceman Klaatu landing on the White House lawn, like in uh, you know the, uh, the infamous movie from 1951, The Day the Earth Stood Still. I don't see any other way that this thing will ever be broken open.
1: Yeah, but the question I would have here, And just to play devil's advocate, if there is concerted government secrecy about UFOs, other than obviously to be aware of possible national security concerns and to not release information that might be secret, if you have a secret like that, how do you keep it for 70 years? Well, you don't really. I mean, we've had
9: leaks. We've had people who were officially working in the Air Force who later wrote books about it. I mean, we go back to Rupelt, like we talked about on a previous show.
11: Yeah,
1: but Rupelt really didn't reveal anything that we didn't already know. What happened here is he wrote a book that spun it in a way that you felt maybe he believed in extraterrestrial UFOs. And then he writes three more chapters and says, well, not really. I never believed in them, which may have been done under pressure. We don't know. But... Again, he was revealing nothing that hadn't already been made available. All these cases had already well, been publicized in other books, except for a some, few.
9: Some of them were, that's true, but it was still written by someone who actually was part of the official project and was on the inside and rode in jet planes to the various bases and talked in person with military people there who had seen them for themselves, chased them in the airplanes for themselves. And so that's entirely different than what we have today, where we've got something like New Fork that gets cases emailed into them. And, you know, is how do we know that anything is really happening anymore? That that's kind of Where I've gone with the thing is like, yeah, there's still reports, but with so many hoaxes and people just playing pranks, whatever, I mean, who do you believe? How can you trust that a report is
1: true anymore? You do have people, though, going out and talking to them. You have Chris Rudkowski in Canada. And despite the other problems with MUFON, they have real field investigators who go out there and we can talk all day about the limitations of their process and of their evidence-gathering material. But people are interviewing those who see UFOs, and at least That's, some yeah. efforts made to get rid of the cases that are obvious fakes or mistakes.
9: That's true. I, I, and I think, like you often say, Gene, actually it's the witness, it's the person themselves who is the focus of the report. I think that people who do have a genuine sighting, they are the actual evidence. When people see something, that's because there's some photons that have hit their retina and made an impact within their visual cortex. So it's not purely just a subjective thing. How it's interpreted is subjective, but with some careful investigation and some questioning, I think people can determine, at least on the surface, whether something is alien or possibly you know, advanced technology of our own or just something else. But it's still not the same as having someone in the, the sphere of officialdom in the Air Force, talking to actual pilots who have chased them in their jets because they've been tracked on radar and they've locked onto them with their radar and they see them in the daytime and try to catch them and they just streak off. I mean, those kind of reports, to me, are still the very best. Those reports from the golden era, before they shut down the, the public access to what they actually detect. Uh, they must be detecting them still today but because we don't know we don't have that kind of confirmation we're just left to assume that the investigator did a pretty good job of talking to some person who's telling us a story
1: we've got another segment of our show talking about the state of ufo research with don ecker randall murphy gene and chris you're in the
9: (laughs) Paracast.
0: Love or loathe him, Donald J. Trump is our 45th president. There is
5: no denying now that Trump will go down in history, both despised and admired. Commemorate Trump's presidency with your very own Trump Silver Bust from TrumpSilverStatue.com. This museum-quality heirloom Trump Silver Statue bust is hand-cast from 20 troy ounces of silver, a great investment. From TrumpSilverStatue.com. Loathed or loved, own a valuable piece of Trump's legacy. Get your solid silver Trump bust today at TrumpSilverStatue.com.
13: Did you know children are 52 times more likely to suffer from identity theft than adults? Credit alerts will not fix the fallout. Liberty ID does. And here's an exciting offer just for you. Go to LibertyID.com and cover your entire family, your spouse, your children, and your parents for only $129 a year. Use promo code Free Trial, and we'll give you the first 60 days free. That's LibertyID.com promo code Free Trial. LibertyID.com. LibertyID.com.
7: Is that Ellen painting her garage?
11: Yesterday she was trimming her hedges. What's her secret? I heard she was eating this new Superberry called the Aronia Berry. Aronia? What? Aronia berries from SuperBerries.com. They're known for having one of the highest levels of antioxidants that helps with overall wellness.
12: Where can we get them?
11: Go to SuperBerries.com slash radio. And right now we get a free smoothie recipe book with our order. Plus we can save $4 at checkout.
4: <laughs> I can't wait. I've got lots of projects I need to get done. Yes, you do. Choose health. Eat purple. SuperBerries.com
3: hi this is james fox from chasing ufos you're listening to the paracast the gold standard of paranormal radio
1: you see folks chris said there would be no pop culture here well we mentioned very briefly the day the earth stood still but only as an example of how we may treat the arrival of a space being if they arrived in a very public way But I'm thinking here, guys, even if UFOs are extraterrestrial, that ship has sailed. If they were going to do that, they would have done it a long, long time ago.
2: You know, there was a case back in the 80s that at the time was a huge case. And the person most responsible for that case used to be a uh, user on the Paracast, Simone Mendez. Now, back in the 80s, Simone was a young Air Force airman working in a telecommunications center. And basically, a report came in. Ultimately, it had to come through the NSA, the National Security Agency. And for years, I heard through a number of sources that a lot of what NSA was listening for, they had their antennas pointed outward, not inward. Now, these are the people that can pick up every cell phone, telephone call around the globe. These are the people that can listen in on Every landline in the globe, these are the people that can tell you what you're typing on your computer while you're typing it. So their technical expertise, well, I have no idea how advanced it is. But according to this case, and you guys should remember this, they detected a flight of unidentified flying objects coming in from deep space all the way to planet Earth, and these objects allegedly flew down over what was then the Soviet Union. Do you guys remember this case? I don't recall it right off the top of my head. Sounds fascinating. Let's hear some more. Yeah, well, at any rate, she foolishly took a carbon copy of this teletype, From her duty station, took it home with her. The long and the short of the story was she got busted. The FBI came in. Basically, they threatened her with all kinds of horrible things, including going to federal prison. She had to cough this thing up. The people that apparently somebody that she showed this to had ratted her out And this was one hell of a case. Now, this was a case that Barry Greenwood and Larry Fawcett got involved in. Now, if that case was true, and I think there's a lot of truth to this case, this is another example of why this field has gone nowhere. Because the lid is screwed down so tight, and anybody in the military or In the intelligence services, while they're still on active duty, know that if they open their mouths, draconian things are going to happen to them. Other than what we're talking about, we're talking about word of mouth. We're talking about people telling stories, testimony, and that's basically all they are unless you can find something to verify this. You know, it used to be newspapers If somebody was reporting that uh, Joe Blow robbed a bank, you had to have two witnesses that you quoted that said, yeah, I I saw Joe Blow. I saw, yeah, and I saw him too. Okay, then you got a story. Today, there is no such thing. I don't know. Where's the field going to go? I honestly, guys, I think it's going nowhere. This is why I was trying to get at the the idea that maybe what we need
9: to do is just defocus our attention away from the whole disclosure thing. Because although people who know that they're real for themselves because they've seen one or they've done their homework, they believe because they've looked at enough reasonable information to go, it's just unreasonable not to believe it. The people who believe or know from firsthand experience, are enough that maybe what we need to do is is shift our focus away from the infrastructure and disclosure and try to network closer with each other in some way, shape, or form. I know that's where the groups come in, and then that gets into all kinds of politics. You know, I've tried a different approach with USI, but that hasn't been working too well. I mean, we've got Over 2,000 members in 22 countries, but we don't communicate a lot, but we know that each other is out there. I think that's really important. I think there's sort of a, a family of firsthand witnesses and believers who are a substantial part of the population that really know that this is something true. And then there's all the rest that we started talking about the scammers, the people who exploit the field, the people who are just maybe in it for the money or in it temporarily. But there's still the rest of us. We're still out here. So part of our society today knows it's real, a good chunk of it, whether the powers that be tell us or not. And maybe we need to focus on that instead of getting their permission as if when they tell it to us, finally we're vindicated or something. What do you think of
2: that? Well, these are all great ideas, quite frankly. However. Like everything else affiliated with this field, you've got to have some financial backing for anything you do. Now, how do you go about getting that? Well, I guess you could go fund me, but lacking money, okay, and it's unfortunate, but that's the bottom line. Lacking money, that's why this field has never gone anywhere, Why don't more academics, and there've got to be academics out there that have an interest in this, that their curiosity is piqued, but yet very few have ever gained to enter this fray. Why? Well, if you want to go out and you want to get grant money for your pet project, it's the kiss of death to say UFO. That's just a fact. That is irrefutable. You say, well, yeah, I've got, I've got an interest in UFOs. Well, I mean, Rockefeller and Bigelow were two big people that with lots of money that did put some funding into it. But yeah. And what, what happened with Bigelow? Bigelow at one point was going to fund MUFON and QFOS. And, uh, what was it? What was the other one, Gene? The fund for UFO research or something for, yeah. But anyway, he got pissed off. And he pulled the funding. He wanted to call all the shots. He wanted to tell these organizations, you can do this, but you can't do that. Once again, then with the gold, make the rules.
1: Guys, we got to wrap it up. But you can see how complicated it is when people with money and power want to help. They want to exert their power in exchange for their money. Don Ecker, you've got the radio show back again. Tell our listeners more about where they can find out what you do.
2: Dark Matters Radio, where we are on twice a week, each week, Friday nights, Saturday nights. It starts at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 Eastern on KGRARadio.com. There are already archives up there. Next week is uh, Dr. John Brandenburg, who's recently been pretty ill in the hospital. However... Luckily, he's back on his feet. My interviews are Fridays and Saturday nights. Richard Day and I entertain open lines where the audience can call in and basically tell us what's on their mind. You can find us on Twitter. Look for the
1: PowerCast. Look for a pair of PowerCast fan clubs on Facebook. You can also, of course... Join the PowerCast Plus and get the commercial-free version of this show, the After the PowerCast podcast. Some videos, more exclusive stuff coming, by the way, from Paul Kimball. They've got a new TV show that he's working on called Haunted. Some exclusive videos are coming from there. To learn more about our premium subscription service, go to plus, P-L-U-S dot the dot com. That's plus dot the prices start at just a a week and for long-term subscriptions we give free stuff away you want free stuff you gotta subscribe to get it Randall murphy was our guest co-host this week with a spirited conversation with don ecker don welcome back to the fold happy to have you this week on the powercast it's been a pleasure